Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 104. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Uh, hello. How is everyone? Uh, I am feeling decent. I am feeling well. Uh, I might be feeling like a zombie as well. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, are you wearing a hat right now? I'm not wearing a hat right uh, now. Okay. You usually, just... usually have some sort of fancy hat on. Um, I did get a very weird uh, hoodie, uh, no, no, a very weird beanie uh, with like these purple balls uh, behind my head. So yeah, that's like that's it. very strange. But I'll never wear that ever. Yeah, I don't like any of what you said right there. No, that. <laughs> um, joining us as well is the Lego-haired Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I love how you said that. I'm awesome. I'm looking at my Pikachu Game Boy Advance mm, SP here, mm, and mm. it's very beautiful, and I just wanted to tell you that. Um, how are you, Josh? You still Everything... got to give me the link for that site where you bought the... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. That, I'll that do place it. sounds like good place. I'll do it after the show. I'll do it after the show. Um, and joining us as well today is a special guest, Sabrina Stewart, of the uh, co-host of the Okashi Na podcast. Hello, Sabrina. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Um, also, why so, didn't you mention Josh's haircut? <laughs> well, I said the Lego. I said the. Oh, did you say why did I mention or why didn't? No, why I? didn't you? I don't. I didn't realize he got a haircut. I didn't. Yeah, know. I went and got one today. I'm so happy. The, Me okay. too. How do I know so, that? But you don't. I don't. I yeah. Well, how how do you Joseph, know that he got? He's it? like my dad. He's usually around, but sometimes he's not. Oh, fuck. God oh damn my God. God damn it, Josh. Not again. Oh, I'm looking here. Oh, that looks great. You look great. Oh, and you've got that cardigan. Mm. Great, Wait, great does cardigan. he have Lego hair still? Yeah, it's That's not really one. Lego hair anymore, though. Oh, no. Shit. It looks great. It looks Thanks. great. Yeah, I couldn't get a haircut forever because I had the, the, the COVID and then I was the contagion, you know. Yeah. So as soon as, as soon as I got around to it and it was possible, I had to go do it. Well, you look great. Uh, um, Sabrina, uh, thank you again for joining us today. Now, I want to give a little backstory. We hung out at PAX a year ago now. Um, oh, my God. And... Is that a year ago? Fuck. Yeah, it sure sure was. Talk um, about it like it was the, the war that I fought in. It was the last time <laughs> I went anywhere and did anything. I know. I know. And you know what I'm thinking is whenever there is a convention again, like, because it's going to happen again eventually, it's just going to be insane. Like, I think people are going to party harder than they ever have. And you know, more people are going to attend. It's going to be nuts. Assuming Dude, it's, it's going to be like the, uh, the, the, um, the great Gatsby times after, <laughs> after people, after people could uh, drink again, it was just like party party everywhere. It's going to uh -huh. be like that. Mm. 
I gotta tell you though, I went pretty hard at the Predator after party. <laughs> I think I was gonna go to that, and then I ended up doing something else. But uh, maybe you'll have to top yourself next time. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, one thing I like to do with our guests, I don't warn them of this, so hopefully this doesn't put you on the spot. Uh, what is either your favorite game of all time, or just an awesome game that you've recently played that you just wanted to quickly shout? Okay. Um, my favorite game of all time is Earthworm Jim. That <laughs> is awesome. Game. What a great, great favorite game. It's I don't usually hear that as somebody's favorite game, but that is awesome. The soundtrack's got that classic Sega Genesis thump. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. does. I, mean, it I does. played it on Super Nintendo because that's what I had at the time, but yes, it's awesome. It's a great soundtrack. I love the Muzak in the level that's hell with all the accountants. I love the. Can I we talk the, about how the game starts with him launching that cow up in the air, and then the game ends with the cow coming down? That's so good. <laughs> video That's games great. are video games are great. I know it's a yes. controversial statement, but video games are great. All right. Um, speaking of great video games, we're going to talk about Resident Evil, and specifically, well, there's a lot to talk about with Resident Evil. Uh, so they had that Capcom had that Resident Evil showcase where we got to see more on resident evil village we got a release date we got uh special edition announcements and all that so we'll jump into that um a demo came out that i think most of us have played here or some of us at least so we will discuss the demo um and then josh you've been playing a couple resident evil games yourself so we'll talk about that as well Aside from that, uh, Microsoft had a very interesting day on Friday. <laughs> um, they started the day with uh, announcing that Xbox Live pricing was going to be going up, and then they ended the day, the day basically recanting and taking everything back because people were mad. So we'll talk about that. Um, and then what we're going to do, we've got a lot of listener questions, like a lot. I think more than we ever have, honestly. Yeah, it's biggest um, biggest week we've ever had. So, so and and also we had a couple listener questions from last week that we skipped. So we thanks so much, by the way, everyone. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you, thank you for the question. Seriously, this is great. Yeah, a couple from. Uh... Oh my God, there's. A... <laughs> what, what, what is? Oh, what is going on? I, had, I hadn't even looked at this. Oh. <laughs> This is a nightmare. Okay, all right, whatever. Um, and then what else? Uh, oh, I guess we can talk about this now. I've been playing Cyber Shadow. Chris, I think you have too. Uh, yep. And we'll talk about that more on Hitman. Sabrina, you've been playing the VR mode, uh, the PSVR mode of Hitman. Yes, um, I'm a huge fan of VR, and I really want to talk about <laughs> how I will never beat anyone's best time ever because VR is a mess, but it's so much fun. Okay, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, we didn't. We actually got our codes for Xbox first, so we. I just played through it on Xbox, and I haven't even gotten to try it on uh, PS5 yet because we didn't get the codes in in time. So yeah, I definitely want to try that out. Um, anyway, did, did everybody have a good week this week? I had a salad, so I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life. <laughs> uh, so you like so you like uh, <laughs> Popeye. With that spinach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He builds one, his muscles. One salad and I'm in good shape. Um, <laughs> hope I, but I hope everybody has had a good week. Um, so remember, you guys can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuest Show. Uh, email us at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, get a hold, you know, we can find us on iTunes, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, and keep those iTunes ratings coming because it really does help us out. Um, anyway... 
let's talk a little bit about some video games. We're not going to spend too much time on a lot of these like little smaller stories here because I, I thought you were going to say, let's talk about some video games, but, but we're not going to talk about video games too much. <laughs> we're going to get the I right, can't... the right balance. I came here to talk about videos and games. I don't know what these video games you're talking about. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that reminded me of, I, I sometimes see people make, they write video game as one word and that just, I can't, I just. I need that breath in the middle, you know? I know. Video, pause. It's like Borat. Game. Pause, pause, game. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Um, yeah, just a couple little quick stories here and then we got a lot of listener questions and then we'll do um, what we've been playing. So let's talk about this Microsoft thing. This was a nightmare. So uh, on Friday, which is uh, yesterday, uh, they Microsoft announced that Xbox Live pricing or Xbox Live Gold pricing was pretty much going to like double, at least for the year. It was going to be $120 and which is essentially the same price as Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. And they said something like, you know, we're, we're always assessing the value of our product, blah, blah, blah. People were pissed, basically, like really, really mad. Um, anyway, at the end of the day, like at, almost at midnight last night, uh, they tweeted out and they like basically updated that article saying that they retracted everything and that, you know, they messed up all this stuff. And not only are they keeping the prices the same, but now all free to play games will actually be free to play and will not require Mm -hmm. Xbox live gold. So that's really cool. Um, At the end of the day, not like not a whole lot happened because they recanted other than the free to play thing, but uh, kind of an interesting story, Josh, since you're our Xbox guy, what did you think of all this? I think they're trying to push people to Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, which is, mm-hmm. is, is that's, you know, I get that. Um, I understand that they want more people to, to do that. But I mean, honestly, they should do that by focusing on how good of a value those are already compared right. to gold. Because gold is $5 a month if you get, you know, if you get for the, uh, if you get the, the annual cost or like, I don't know. I forgot the monthly cost, like ten. But I pay yeah. fifteen a month, and I get Ultimate, and that includes Gold, that includes Game Pass, that includes PC Game Pass, that includes X Cloud stuff. Like, it's a really good deal. They should focus on all the things that make Game Pass Ultimate a good deal. I don't see a lot of ads that really seem to stress everything that's included with it. They mostly are just right. like Game Pass is great. There's lots of games to play. There's over 100 games to play. When really there's over 200 games to play, and then Ultimate <laughs> includes all the extra stuff. So they should. They should try to focus on that. Instead, they were like, hey, we've got the best deal in gaming. We got the worst deal in gaming. You should go with the best deal in gaming. And like that was a really dumb way to do that. It honestly reminded me of when Don Maddock, may he suffer. I'm, I'm still upset with him. Um, not really. I just wanted to stub his toe really bad. Um, but it reminded me of the fumble with, uh, oh, if you don't want to play online, we've got the... Right got the yeah, 360 yeah, yeah. like it was just it was it was that bad um yeah. glad they reversed it yeah. i'm glad they fixed it but the fact they even thought that was okay even briefly is right. just insane like i don't know why they would do that uh, it's yeah it, I'm, I'm glad they reversed it i think that kind of is it shows that you know there's nothing to worry about like xbox is listening um but it's still frustrated that they almost you know made that decision yeah um Sabrina, what did you think about this? This was kind of an interesting thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they've done this before. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, yeah. How many times are they going to make bad policy and then reverse the policy when people get loud about it? Yeah, uh, it almost like takes away their credibility a little bit or like, it's a I don't dick. know. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a I, I feel like if they weren't in second place, they they would have done they would have done it anyway. Mm. They would have just said, Hey, fuck it, we'll just keep the price as it is. <laughs> Um, but I, I think Xbox's policy right now is like customer service, customer right. service, customer service. They want to make sure that the people they do have stay with Xbox. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Xbox Game Pass is supposed to be service based. And you know what you have to do with a service? You have to provide excellent customer service. You know? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that's probably what they're doing there. But I'm also thinking, what is was the impetus to make this yeah. double the price is xbox game pass like harming microsoft in any way like i know they're a big company a huge company but like the, that xbox division are they losing <clears throat> so much money to the point of them like shit we have to increase xbox yeah Live. because because game pass like doesn't make sense to me how it's profitable no. like i like it's too good right because josh remind us i always forget what is xbox game pass it's the best deal in gaming Okay, thank you. Uh, um, I so, <laughs> so I love how corporate he makes that sound. Too. <laughs> yeah, but like I just yeah, Chris, I think that's a great point. Um, but I'm at least glad that they reversed it. I yeah, hope, I hope this doesn't turn into a, a a thing later on. You know where you know they they try it again or something. I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad, glad they, they changed it. the free to play thing too. Yeah, that's I mean, a great. That never affected me directly because I you know I've always had gold and then I've had ultimate. But, like, I always thought it was dumb that, like, people can't just grab an Xbox and play. Because, like, there's a lot of really, really, really big free-to-play games. And if you make it so your system's the best place to play the biggest free-to-play games, people are going to get that system, and then they're Mm going to buy games on that system. So that was always a dumb place to to be, too. They did add another game this month. I'm hoping that stays, because five games a month's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. Let let me quickly let's move on here, just because we have a lot to touch, a uh, lot to touch on here. Um, we'll go through the uh, games with gold that were announced. Uh, Resident Evil, the the remake of the the first game. Um, Dan Dandara, I don't know what that is. Uh, Gears Five, uh, Indiana Jones, and The Emperor's Tomb. I wonder if that has anything to do with the, the mm, new Indiana definitely. Jones. Thing. Yeah, um, and then Lost Planet Two, I believe. So it's a pretty good lineup there gears five is great i actually i'm not in love with the original resident evil or well the even the remake i it looks a little bit better obviously but uh i'm not really too wild about that um it's really hard um i've never been able to finish it i'm gonna keep trying but like i always end up fucking myself out of (laughs) resources yeah get really far before realizing oh i actually the mistakes i made you know way back here are the reason in and then i'm stuck and i have to start over Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they need the to revisit time. that game again and completely remake it. Just give me a remake like two for yeah. for one. Seriously, like I will, I will, I will, I will yeah. buy it at a high price. Yeah. The first Seriously. time I played Resident Evil, I actually had lent my PlayStation to my Japanese roommate, and I came back from like wherever I was on my sabbatical, and he had played through Resident Evil, and he played it so much that he had beaten it with just the knife. Oh wow! Holy shit. Holy yeah. moly. I can't and even like, beat that That's game what I inherited. That's the legacy I inherited. <laughs> God, how do you follow up on that? That's <laughs> Wow, okay. So anyway, those are your games with gold. Uh, over $104 in value and 5060 in gamer score. So you guys can go crazy. Also, if you haven't played Gears 5 yet, please check it out. It's really good. Even I'm if gonna... you're like not going to play the old ones, they catch you up and 5 is really good. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I've, I'm still working on four right now. Um, game four is score good. is like uh, whose lines it anyway? <laughs> Points don't matter. 
It's trophies all the way, baby. Uh, Counterpoints oh though, I do like that. I don't feel pressured to 100% everything I play. I feel way more like, oh, I played a lot of that game. It's easier to measure the percentage. I think. I don't know. Mm. I think trophies mm. are cool, but I, 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 I don't feel like I need 100% every game I play with gamer score. Whereas trophies, I always feel like, oh, I didn't do that right. I don't know. I well, <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the fat plat. So. That, that fat plot. Gotta get that fat plot. All right. Let's talk about Resident Evil Village. We'll actually revisit uh, this as well when we talk about the demo. But um, yeah, so they had that big showcase. Uh, and Well, not big showcase, but a I would maybe a medium size. It felt show. like a Nintendo Direct to me. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it was a tall way, but like It was lean, but it, yeah. it had some good stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so Resident Evil Village will be out May 7th, which is a lot sooner than I expected. And it's coming to last gen, which I think is good. Uh, well, kind of. I think it's good just in terms of, you know, pe- more people get to play it, I guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. I think and- it's good because it might come to PSVR then. Because there is no PS5 VR. So yeah. It has to true. be backwards compatible in order to be played on that headset. Oh, so the hope interesting. Is still alive. Interesting. I get. Right. I guess I didn't know that. So hold on. But let me go on a tangent really fast before we talk about that. So are you saying that when you're playing Hitman Three on PSVR, you're playing the PS4 version? That's correct. You oh. cannot play the PS5 version on PSVR. Oh, that's oh. a deal breaker. Oh. They called smart oh. delivery a gimmick wow. you don't name, but I don't know. Wow. Well, no. Think about it this way, like. It, it's made specifically to use the DualShock, and you cannot use the DualShock 4 on the right. PS4. Uh, I need to fix that. Wow, what a fuck up. That's weird. <laughs> That's like so, like it makes sense, but that shouldn't be. <laughs> okay, all right, anyway. Um, okay, so then we got to see some more gameplay um, from Resident Evil Village, um, and then a couple special editions. Um, it's available to pre-order now. Um, and then... Aside from that, there was that whole multiplayer thing they announced, uh, RE-verse, which I don't... <laughs> it looks like Phantom Dust. I don't play know. Phantom Dust? It looks like no. Phantom Dust to me. It looks I don't know why. Okay, Sabrina, what did you think of the whole showcase? And then I definitely want to hear your thoughts on RE-verse. Uh, the actual trailer sold me. And yeah. And Brittany Brombacher. Is oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She did she great. Did a great job. Uh, the trailer sold me. Um, I don't know how I feel about the like goofiness of the giant like beast man, <laughs> but I mean that's like a staple of Resident Evil. But for some reason, it looks really strange in first person. Yeah. Uh, hmm. After that part, I thought the re- the whole thing about Reverse was like kind of a letdown because you know people were expecting Resident Evil Four, and that's pretty unreasonable. But at the same time, <laughs> like. Something else. I mean, the thing yeah. that just—what's the version that they put with Resident Evil Three Remake? Oh, that was pretty Resistance. Good. Resident Evil. Yeah, Resistance, Resistance wasn't bad. Yeah, because that was like an asymmetrical multiplayer thing. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, it's the the they just keep uh, like I, I think there's a place for multiplayer in the Resident Evil universe. It's just it's mm, called raid mode. The thing. The thing with Resident <laughs> Evil is that it's not known for its precise controls, you know what I mean? It's, like, more sluggish. So it would work way better as, like, a survival game than uh, a multiplayer action shooter game, you know? So I think yeah. they're going towards the wrong genre here. Mm. And it's got that weird, like, 
cell shaded art style, but it's still, yeah. <laughs> but it still kind of looks like what, like for example, Leon. It's like the Resident Evil Two remake version of Leon, yeah, but, so but, but with a cell shaded like filter over top. It's very. It bizarre. looks like that might come to Switch or like mobile. Like I don't mean that as an insult, but it doesn't look like that. Yeah. It does. That doesn't look like a PS Five, Xbox Series X like exclusive, you know, right. made game. I, I like this comparison. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Sabrina? Oh, I'm sorry. I just said, do you think it might have been designed originally for like iOS or like oh, mobile? Yeah, that I almost be. wonder if it was, but then they were like, actually, let's kind of push this into, you know, being the, you know, the multiplayer component of uh, right. Village. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody who... Point. Everybody who buys Village, regardless of platform, uh, gets this for free, just like Resident Evil 3 uh, with Resistance. So, yeah, I don't know. They're just um, trying to make up for Operation Raccoon City, I think. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Please so. take these free games as an apology. Better Village is only five hours. Mm. There's people still playing that Operation Raccoon City game. I went on PlayStation Now the other day, and oh, wow. people are still online. <laughs> wow. How bizarre. It's pretty cool. Um, so a couple other things to note. Um, the PS4 and Xbox One versions will get a free upgrade. Uh, so if you buy on last gen, you can upgrade to next gen for free or current gen, I guess. Um, and then the other thing... Oh, the demo situation. Okay, so uh, immediately after the showcase, the demo, uh, which is they're calling Maiden or The Maiden, uh, became available on PS5, which we'll talk about later. It's, it's exclusive to PS5 right now, but then later on, there's going to be a separate demo, which will come to all platforms, they said sometime in the spring. Um, so, hmm. um, Sabrina, you mentioned Resident Evil 4, and I did want to just quickly touch on this story here. It's it's really like, I, I don't know, like it's a lot of just like sources said and people familiar with the matter said. So like, I don't want to like spend too much time on this, but yeah, Um Apparently, Resident Evil 4 Remake is in the works, and uh, VGC uh, had an interview, or I guess not an interview, but they, yeah, they had sources tell them basically that um, the remake of Resident Evil 4 was, like, almost, like, rebooted pretty much, or, like, like they had to, like, sort of change the direction, um, mm-hmm. because the studio that was working on it... Uh, M2. M2, yeah, was not going in a direction I guess Capcom wanted. And so now it might not come out until 2023. Uh, this is all like unofficial from Capcom. This is just a you know <coughs> an article from BGC. But nonetheless, yeah, I guess that's why we didn't see it at the showcase. There's no way that game's not going to happen. I just want them to confirm it is happening. So yeah. I wasn't expecting like anything tangible, like anything like really big. For, mm-hmm. for this in the trailer or the, the showcase, I just wanted like a Metroid Prime 4 style, like this well, is happening, it's coming later. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, they're, they're going to make it. I mean, it's Resident Evil 4. Right, exactly. And I think the thing with this game is that it's, it's according, you know, obviously in the article here, it says that it's the um, uh, highest uh, rated game on Metacritic or the highest rated Capcom game on Metacritic. And so like, this is like a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil. It's very important for this to be good. <laughs> And I think that's great, you know, that they're taking the time to to make this good. It's just, um, uh, I guess I kind of would have liked to have seen it sooner. But it, again, make it make it well, and you know, uh, I'll wait. Basically, honestly, um, I think the original games held up really well. So I mean, pe- people, you know, they'll still have time to play the original yeah. version if they and want. It's Definitely. probably going to be developed with next gen in, or new gen in mind now, right? You know, it's probably going to ditch the PS4 and Xbox One and just go completely ps5 and xbox series x you know yeah 
Yeah, know. that's a good point. Okay. Um, Sabrina, you said that you think this game still holds up, so you're you're a fan of the original Resident Evil Four. I am a fan of the original. Uh, I had it on GameCube when it first came out, and nice. Yeah. I played I played it like crazy. I played it multiple times through after finishing it immediately, which is the only mm. other game I've done that with is The Last of Us. Mm. So, like, obviously, I have a type of game that I'm into. Right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It That game, again, I don't want to get too far in the weeds here because that could be a whole episode. I do think that game could benefit from being remade. Yeah, I think there's should, some things. Shouldn't they do Code Veronica first? Of course. Oh, yeah, I think they great. should. I think Code Veronica is definitely on that list as well. Because that um, is a lot. <laughs> Maybe that maybe we will see that. I mean, if this isn't supposed to come out until 2023, maybe we will see Code Veronica first. Who knows? Well, um, maybe that Switch game might take its place. Maybe they'll focus more development time on it and release yeah. that um, Revelations 3 or whatever it was called. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that was like leaked or something. Yeah. Revelations 3. Very I do want to say, uh, too, before we you know move on, that I understand people are like upset or whatever about... Um, this game being cross-gen, which I think silly in its of itself because you mean like village of course, or what? what game village? Oh, uh, yeah, village. Okay. Um, or as I like to call it, village. Um, <laughs> I, I, I cross-gen's gonna happen, guys. Like it's it's gonna happen. You're gonna see this happen with a million other games, um, and it, it's for two reasons. One, obviously, the install base, but two, like you got to think about when when do they start development in these games that are coming out. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. they start development in these games before they even had these systems. So, like, the way I look at it is this game could artificially be exclusive to PS5 and Series X, and it could not appear in the other systems, even though it could totally run on them because it was primarily made when those were the system that they had access to. Or it could come out on both of them. So, like, this game's going to mm-hmm. play better on the PS5 and Series X, probably. It'll probably take advantages and stuff. But I just think it's silly to want slash expect these games to be exclusive to, to next gen because like it's just it's just not feasible like it's just gonna mm. end it would, like i said it would be artificially exclusive so i don't know why people are so hung up on that i just hope it doesn't like the ps4 or xbox one versions um uh crap you know, yeah they're, it's they're not i mean it's not gonna look like crap even seven looks fucking amazing and that game came out years ago yeah so it's, it's gonna be it's fine like I feel bad for the PlayStation people because they're going to get halfway through the game and realize they're playing the PS4 version, but (laughs) they can live with the split trophy list, right? It's been a bit better, actually. I downloaded Hitman 3 for reviewing it. I'm only salty about that because I keep hearing people... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it came up with the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game. Yeah, um, cool. when you're trying to download it, so you know for sure which one you're going for. That now, yeah, that- I'm only salty about that because everybody made fun of smart delivery, and then turns out that actually like wasn't silly because because mm. PlayStation has dumb delivery. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, just hate when Xbox gets like jumped on for something, and then later it turns out that the thing that they were talking about was actually like a, a cool thing, and it feels yeah. like we don't go back and address that. But right. anyway, yeah, this this anyway. this game's gonna be dope. I'm excited trailer looks great um i like the direction they're going um i like that they're kind of learning how to be like more open without being like open world like they're really finding their footing and this game looks heavily inspired by both bloodborne and the evil within and i think that's a good thing and resident evil these are oh what's that and resident evil 4 it looks like it's inspired oh yeah yeah, absolutely um yeah and I think that's a good thing because I think that Capcom is kind of branching out and not being as worried about necessarily inventing 
uh, horror conventions, they seem like they're they're op- they're even more open to like looking at inspirations, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to help the series long term. You know. Yeah, um, Sabrina. Any final thoughts on Village before we move on? Yeah, I, I remember when I heard on like paper that they were doing either vampires or werewolves and your first reaction is like you know that gut reaction is like no way (laughs) resident evil is zombies and weird slug things and like (laughs) toxic monsters and stuff it's not this is too much but then when you actually play it or see it it the way that they're implementing it it definitely is working for me right now yeah i'm with you i think what resident evil is like whatever that formula is I don't think you need zombies. I mean, you need something to fight, right? But it. I think what Resident Evil is, is like puzzles and exploration and like little weird campy moments. I think that's Resident Evil. It's kind of like turning into like a spooky Zelda. And I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally be down for a spooky Zelda. Um, Okay. All right. Let's move on. Oh, actually, that's it for the, that's it for the new stuff. Okay. So um, yeah, let's just jump into some questions. I know normally we'll, we do our break right here, but we're, we're doing great on time here. So yeah, we'll jump into some listener questions. And like I said, we have a lot. We've got some from last week that we had to skip just because of time. Um, so we'll go through here. And remember, um, in terms of questions, you can always reach us uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com, or every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread uh, asking for questions and comments from our audience. And that's where Pretty much all these are from, and yeah, we'll just go through here. Uh, first one, this is from last week. This is Vaughn Hyde, um, friend of the show over at IndiePod. Uh, do you think you'll play in first or third person with the new Indiana Jones? Oh, he's talking about Indiana Jones because we mentioned that last week. Um, uh, while Machine Games showed their fantastic at making first-person shooters with Old Blood and New Colossus, I think the Indiana Jones license would somewhat be misused in first person. Yeah, it's hard to imagine an Indiana Jones game in first person um, because it's, I don't know, like he's such an iconic character. We want to see that character, right? Uh, So I think third person is probably more likely. But if anybody could pull off a first person version of that, I do think Machine Games is that that studio. Um, Chris, what do you think on this? I think it's going to be third person just because I I think it would be Xbox's Uncharted killer in a way. Yeah, um, I think that that'd be uh, something they'd really want in the marketplace. Uh, yeah, I, I, it makes more sense. You can have the whip gameplay like for platforming segments. There's there's a lot they can do. Yeah, um, Sabrina, I think first person probably, but that's oh, really just because I would want to differentiate my product from what Uncharted is. I think that's smart. I yeah, hmm. it could go it could go either way, and I do think that's smart. And mm, so, how do you think like? How's the whip work? Yeah, that's um, exactly. That. I'm glad. I'm glad. Brass on, have you played City of Brass on the Nintendo Switch or any of the platforms? No, I haven't. I haven't played that. Let me look that up right now while you're while you're talking. Let's see. It's one of those procedural, like, uh, for, but it's first person. It's procedural. It's like a, a city of sand and and like uh, monsters, and you have to go around and and eventually you do get a whip and you can use it for different things. Oh, interesting. Um, I think it could work. I think it could work. It might be tricky with like uh, jumping and stuff. There may be quick time events that fill in, you know, some of the yeah, action in indie maybe. Huh. Um, this also, cool, by the way. The, the city of brass. This looks really cool, by the way. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Doom Eternal has some sort of whip as well. Does, yeah. Well, it's a grappling hook, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Huh. Pretty much same. 
Yeah. The okay. Demon dangler. The de- <laughs> oh my God, that makes me uncomfortable, but I love it. Josh, what do you think of first person or third person? On I think third person. I think they could do first person, but I think yeah. I think that the cutscenes in uh, Wolfenstein one and two uh, both show that they are very good at sequencing and setting up third person uh, interactions and environments and like agency. I think mm-hmm. the re- I, it almost feels like they wanted to make Wolfenstein in third person because of how hard they went to kind of flesh in the character, both third person and first person, you know, in cutscenes. Because mm. um, cutscenes weren't usually taking place, you know, you, you, you would see BJ in, 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 in the cutscenes. Like, you, you right. know, they weren't like. So I think they probably made those games first person because people, I mean, can you, can you guys imagine people that identify as gamers? They would have fucking lost it. <laughs> if lost Wolfenstein it. If, if, yeah, Machine Games uh, ruining Wolfenstein. Yeah. I mean, like, they were already upset that they were killing Nazis, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I think, I, think, I think they could do either or. I just mean, I think that the reason that they did first person with Wolfenstein just because it's, you know, it's an FPS. Yeah. Um, could it be yeah. both? Could it be the could, Metroid? Could be both. You know, yeah. The Metroid uh, Other M of Ooh. Indiana Jones title. Yeah, that would be really cool. Indiana Other Jones. Pulls the gun, <laughs> suddenly you're in first person perspective. Oh man, Sabrina, you're that selling could work me on really this. Well. You're selling me on this. This sounds really good. I I actually hope that's what they do. I hope it's both. Ooh, I'm excited now. Okay. Indiana Jones, Shire's adventure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on here. Let's, we we got a lot to get through. I'm gonna actually skip a couple here. We'll come back to them, um, just for uh, climactic sake, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, we got uh, Andrew McMahon, friend of the show, uh, over at Twinfinite. Uh, Andrew asks, "Is Game Pass still <laughs> still the best deal in? Oh, this isn't really like a question. He just, is guess is uh, Game Pass still the best deal in gaming as of the recent Xbox Live price increase?" And then he added. Never mind. I see Josh talk to his people and laid the hammer down. <laughs> Fair enough. As soon Fair as enough. I saw it, though, I did tag Xbox and go, what the fuck? You need to fix yeah. this. <laughs> and, I, and I kept seeing, cool, they have the best deal in gaming and the worst deal in gaming. Great. Perfectly uh, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your services, Josh. For oh, going you're welcome. You're welcome. Correcting on that. Um, next up, Josh Broadwell, which, by the way, I want to shout out Josh Broadwell. He has been doing an awesome job. Uh, he's been doing... Uh, guides over at Escapist uh, for Hint, uh, Hitman 3, and he's been killing it. He's been doing fantastic. So if you're listening, Josh, uh, keep up the good work. Dude, guides are like, it's like such a thankless job. Like, people, everybody uses guides, but like, I think people forget, like, a person had to go through and figure all this shit out so that you didn't have to do that. Like, And for, and for Hitman specifically, before that game is even out, like, oof, that just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, oh, I just God. had an idea. I would love to make an ebook that's like an official guide for the game. Again, uh, you know, like, do you remember uh, those guides? Like all the artwork and all the yeah. maps and stuff. Mm. I uh, miss I, that, dude. I do. I do remember that. When but I guide with- writers are awesome. Yeah. They should be respected. Um, okay, so Josh asks, uh, if Resident Evil 6 used the same gameplay sta- uh, slash story formula, but just focused on the narrative instead of uh, several, oh, instead of several, I don't know, do you think, did we, did we fuck up the question here? Hold on, let me, let me make, I think, the, I think something got left out here. Hold on one second, I'm getting it pulled up. Uh, let me see what it, 
It just says instead of several. I don't know what they're trying to say. I'm sorry. He's saying there's, there's, several plot, there's several campaigns in Resident Evil oh, 6. several campaigns. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's saying if it was like one connected thing, do you think it would have been received better? Oh, so like, okay. you're still doing Chris's stuff. You're still doing Jake's stuff, but it's, right. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry for fucking that up, Josh. Thank you for, for helping. Um, do I think it would have been received better? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I think the big problem with that game is is that it just leans so much into the shooter genre instead of horror, you know? Um, I mean, it has a lot of problems, sure. Uh, I don't know. Josh, you've played it most recently. Yeah, I'm playing it right now for the first time. Well, I mean, I played it for like an hour when it came out and then went, no, this is not for me, and I quit yeah. playing it. But um, I think that the reason it was received so poorly, like I legitimately think this is the biggest reason, and I'll talk more, you know, more detail later, like when we cover what we've been playing. But I think the biggest thing that was hurting it was I think it got a lot of backlash. I think it got it got like the fans backlash from both five and six because people were upset that Resident Evil was like quote unquote gone and dead and it was never coming back. I think that six now is like this random like that the series did this in this game and then it went back to its thing i think if people went back and played it now it it, it would be easier to enjoy on its own merits because now it feels like a fun little like spinoff oh i see celebration whereas at the time capcom marketed it as a this is how we're going to do resident evil now we're going to yeah. try to cover everybody's base bases that they like in one right. game you know, but like, I think that's what hurt it. Cause like, I remember that game was just getting like ripped apart by critics and people and I'm playing it now. And I'm like, this game's fun. This game <laughs> works good. It's not bad. It, it's yeah. not resident evil. Like in the traditional sense, I think in our discord, I compared it to doom three, like doom three is a really good game, but it's not a good doom game, you know? Mm. And I think, I don't think that means that doesn't make it a bad game. That just means people didn't get what they wanted. But like yeah. what it is is still not a bad thing. So I think that's I think honestly I think that's what really hurt it. But Josh raises a really good point in saying like what if it was just kind of like one kind of connected narrative? I think that would have helped a lot. Because, yeah, I do think that would help for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sabrina, uh, have you played six? I'm I'm sure you're not maybe crazy about this one. I did play sex, and did I say sex or six? I did play six and I I was excited because people had told me that, hey, maybe you're not going to like this stuff with the guy that kicks and, you know, <laughs> the guy that blows stuff up. But you might like Leon's campaign because it's a return to it's a return to that promise that we were going back to the mansion kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I played it and. What, what let me down about five was the level layouts. Um, they were very boring right. for the most part. There wasn't a lot of intricacy. Like if you play, we talked about Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 4, that very first village you go to with the chainsaw man and the houses yeah. that you have to board yourself up in. All of that is super dynamic. It's super fun. It, it puts keeps you on your toes and it surprises you right. around every corner. Um, but four, it was just like waves of guys and they were just standing there. And... Six, you mean? Six was waves oh, six, of guys. I'm sorry. Six yeah. was waves yeah. of guys. Um, and yeah, I, it lost me pretty early on. So, so I did try every campaign, but I actually ended up liking the one that was least like Resident Evil. It was just a bunch of shooting. <laughs> yeah, of big exactly. monsters. That was my favorite. So to, to Josh's question here, do you think if they focused on one story instead of, or well, like, yeah, one campaign, would that have been better? Or I don't know, been? because it still would have had, it still would have been trying to serve too many masters, right. trying to yeah. please too many people. 
Like right. I think if once Resident Evil decided that it was going to be uh, a nostalgic recreation of what we loved, but brought into a modern context with remake two. Yeah. Like, and I like then, what you said there. That's a good point. The too many masters thing. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, I'm, I, I think I'm with you on that. I think even if they had done that, it's still, <laughs> I wouldn't have liked it now. Um, Chris, anything on this before we move on? I haven't played it, but honestly, I'm intrigued by resident evil six. Now that I don't have that, you know, mindset of like, oh, it's ruining Resident Evil. It looks like right. actually pretty like, fun. After like Seven's existence and like Revelations existing, it, it just, it's, I don't know. I It could be because I played it for the first time I played it was, you know, back when it released in 2012. And I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just more open-minded. I don't know, but like, I like it more than Five. Wow. And I think it's, I think it's good at what it does. It's just, it, it's like, it's like uh, to Sabrina's point, it, it is is are you wanting this because if it, it, it is good at what it's doing but if you don't want that then you know that's right it's not going to be good um yeah Chris, we should uh, play it sometime I, I i would be down <laughs> um okay a few more questions here um hatsube asks do y'all drink hot tea and if so what flavor chris is <laughs> <laughs> This is a Chris question. Yes, yes. I, I, I like to have orange pico uh, with a bit of milk inside. <laughs> uh, but also, I do like to have some Earl Grey. I find that a bit stronger. And whenever I need more of an edge during the day, then uh, yeah, Earl Grey. So I don't know any of what yeah, you I just don't know. said. Who's Earl? Yeah. Um, Sabrina? Are you I a like royal milk tea a lot, um, but I shouldn't drink it all because it's going to make me pre-diabetic oh (laughs) royal milk tea is just it's basically you make the tea but with milk and you boil the milk you boil a little bit of water inside the milk so that it all boils together okay um without burning and uh it it disperses the tea throughout and you also add like two tablespoons to three tablespoons of sugar really good i'm not gonna try it because i'll probably you know not not drink it like yeah yeah Yeah. some good shit um all right okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and nip this in the bud right now we're not doing the is an x a y we're not doing it so i'll read this question here because steve is a is a friend of mine and he's and and he's very nice yeah, steve, I love steve. <laughs> steve McVary asks, is a pop tart or ravioli we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing the is an x a y is is this can i tell you guys pasta. that i had the fruit loop pop tarts and they're good yeah, you can tell us. Okay, that's it. Okay, all right. I don't get the whole like, like whole craze around pop tarts. They're very bland, and like even if you toast them, they're the exact same thing. I don't. They're I don't better. Get it. Put them in the freezer. There's some you can oh, do in the freezer. Yes. Yeah, those are they're a lot better I, for some reason. Sunday ones in the freezer. That, that's an American tradition. I'll never <laughs> understand. So, I don't get it though. Why don't you reverse it? Why wouldn't you say like, is a ravioli a pop tart? Raise the ravioli flavored Yeah. So okay. So to all our listeners, we're not doing the is a whatever a whatever. We're not is you know if you put a a piece of bread on the North Pole and a piece of bread on the South Pole is that <laughs> is that an Earth sandwich? We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Okay. Just wanted to address that right away. Um, Send us those questions. I, I'm I'm open to them. Zach LaRoque <laughs> Walker says, uh, do you think the Capcom teasers mean we will see a Resident Evil 4 remake shown off this month? Uh, releases in October. Also, how many times uh, have you all bought it? Uh, I got it on GameCube, Wii, Xbox One, and PS4 thus far. Okay, so no to the remake. That's not 
that that wasn't a thing. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, it is in the works. How many times have we bought it? Oh, this is a fun question. Okay, so I have it on GameCube. I have it on PS2. I have it on PS4. I have it on Switch. Wow. And I think I have it on PC. Oh and, my god. <laughs> and I and I may have it on Wii as well. Hold on, let me see. Oh my god. I don't. That's the best version. It yeah, is the best version. Opinion. I don't see it in uh, my. I'm looking at my games. I don't see it there. By the way, I would recommend watching um, Stop Skeletons from uh, Fighting and uh, his uh, video on the Resident Evil Four ports. I thought that was very fascinating. It was very. Uh, there was there were differences between each version. Oh yeah, there, are, there definitely are. And to Josh's point about that, the Wii is the best version. It's one of the few examples of motion done right. I think I really um, wish that the switch version had optional gyro. Cause like, yeah, that would have been great. I, th- I, I thought it was supposed to, or it was, or it got patched later. Maybe. I don't know. I'd PlayStation move support as well. That'd be, that'd be pretty oh, that, great. That would be cool. Um, Sabrina, how many times have you purchased resident evil four? I think only twice. I bought it for the GameCube and then I bought it again for the Wii. Oh, you don't have it on switch. No, I didn't get it on switch. I, I have other games to play. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But I also have a child. I have a nine-year-old, so you know. Oh, okay. So that's a lot of that's a lot of. I gotta I gotta pick and choose. Yeah, Chris, have you purchased Resident Evil Four? Yes, once on PS4. Oh, okay. And then, uh, oh, you haven't played it. What? Wow. Uh, oh, I, didn't I, tried, I tried playing. I, I tried playing it earlier this uh, last year, and it just feels really old. And... Yes. Yeah like tank control-ish and I'm I'm tempted just to wait for the remake now. It's ah man, it's a whole discussion. We we don't have time for that. But yeah, uh I'm 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 kind of with you, Chris. I do think that game needs I a think face. You look. should play it in the Wii before you play the remake because if you play the remake you'll never be able to play the original because I don't have a Wii or a Wii U. I don't oh. want to get a Wii U guys. Please. No, yeah. It's a useless uh, console right now. Josh, how many it's not useless. You can play Wind Waker on that thing. Yeah, with the- and, yeah as soon as they put that in Switch, then it's useless. Um, yeah. How many times have you purchased? I bought uh, it on GameCube, Wii, 360, Xbox One, yeah, PS4. <laughs> like, I bought it and, yeah. and everything. It's it's a really good game. It is. Um, all right, Jake Free says, um, what about the marketing for Hitman suggests that it's a wacky sandbox type? I've always thought that it was a straight-up secret agent type game like 007 and never thought otherwise until I heard podcasts like yours talking about uh, Hitman 3. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, if you've never played these games and you just like look at the marketing and like you know the yeah. trailers and stuff, it, it I don't know that it it comes across that it's like a you know pretty much a sandbox game where you can do whatever you want. Um, what about the market? Yeah, I don't, I don't It's really funny and they don't really show that at all in the marketing. It is funny. Um, I don't think the marketing does suggest that Jake, uh, Jake. Interesting thing though, is that you can play it like that if you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go, uh, from start to finish, take out the, uh, the, the enemy with just like a gunshot and then you're moving on, you know? Right. You don't Um, have to be silly or, or, you know, really, really creative if you don't want to. It's a game that introduces rules, and then the rules all work. And uh, I, I, yeah, like Chris said, it just depends on how you want to play it. But yeah, they don't really, they don't really showcase that. Mm. But uh, I would ads. say, I will say this: I'm a newcomer to the series, and I would totally recommend it after playing it for the first time this week. Yeah, that's what I'll say until what we're playing. Yeah, Sabrina, do you think the marketing for Hitman Three? 
does a good job of depicting <laughs> that it's a sandbox game. <laughs> I honestly don't pay attention to the marketing of Hitman 3 at all, but <laughs> I would say that when you just start up the game, it feels like a very serious game. Right. It's not very jokey, <laughs> and the story is is very much delivered in the James Bondy sort of way. It's not until exactly. you end up with like a like a cantaloupe and you're beating a guy to death. <laughs> Oh man, I saw I saw this video of like some uh, Agent Forty Seven threw down a banana and somebody slipped on it, and it, it's fucking awesome, man! It's just awesome. Um, so so Jake, it's, it's funny he mentions that actually that it looks like a 007 game because IO Interactive is making yeah. a 007 game, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Jake, Jake, to your point, yeah, it does. I don't know that it does really do a good job of of showing that it's a sandbox game, but still go ahead and play it anyway, because it's awesome. Um, and, and it works really great as a secret agent game or as a sandbox game, however you'd like. Um, Kevin except really fast. That's his name on Twitter. I don't Kevin. know. Uh, Kevin. 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 Kevin says, I salute your nod to Resident Evil 6. Uh, that's to Josh, I guess. Thank you. Uh, I'm having fun. And I think if people just chill out, and try it. They might have fun with it. Yeah. Um, all right. We have two more questions. I know we had, like I said, this is a lot of questions. We're almost finished here. Um, we've got a question. This is very strange. I don't know what's going on here. And this is why I saved these for last. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't know if the listeners get it, but we're just going to do it anyway. Okay. So we have a question here from number one Kingdom Hearts fan. Number one Kingdom Hearts fan. This is what number one Kingdom Hearts fan says. Hey there. You should, but they spelled should, S-H-U-D, talk more about Kingdom Hearts. Who cares about Xbox? I guess that's a nod towards well, This Chris. sounds like a Kingdom Hearts fan to me. <laughs> Who cares about Xbox? <gasps> How um, dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very literate. Thank you very much. Uh, Indiana Jones is old. No, no, Chris, not that. A boot because you're Canadian. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to offend you. It's a boot because you're Canadian. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts fan says, uh, or number one Kingdom Hearts fan, sorry. By the way, Chris is not the number one Kingdom Hearts fan. I am Poser. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, no, no, I'm the number one Kingdom Hearts fan, mate. Uh, and then he goes, uh, hey there, the number one Kingdom Hearts fan. Important question coming up. How much Cheetos do you think I can put in Sora's shoes? <laughs> and then and then he says, bonus, do you think Joseph can sign my Keyblade? Thanks, bye. And then he goes, also, I don't know who this uh, number one Turner and Hooch fan is guy is but he sounds lame like really lame um he seems like one of those guys that want to see the mighty ducks in kingdom hearts chris i does any of this mean anything to you i don't know what he's saying the mighty ducks is like a hockey film from yeah. the 90s that's like got <laughs> it's, it's just so weird that that anyone would want uh, <laughs> like he's just saying that it's disney so like people yeah. so i have to disney agree with him too. here yeah, I have to agree with him or her about I need this. Emperor's New Groove in Kingdom Hearts. That's what I know. Oh, Christ. I'm, I'm totally down for that. Chris, can you make any heads or tails of what the, what's going on in this question? I know. He, he's just insane. He's, <laughs> he's calling me a poser. He's like a uh, Batman villain. Just fucking batshit crazy bananas, man. Yeah, um, yeah. He's going after number one Turner Hitch fan. That's not right. No. No. That's not right. Sabrina, Sabrina, can you can you make sense of the hieroglyphics of what this question is here i don't i can't i don't understand it 
I mean, it's probably just a reflection of the Kingdom Hearts story. Yeah. <laughs> which is also a bunch of gobbledygook nonsense. <laughs> Hold on. Gobbledy- what is it? Gobbledygook? Is that what it is? Gobbledygook nonsense. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, Josh, I-, I don't know if you have anything on this, but now's your time if you, if you do. I... I- don't know how many Cheetos those boots are going to hold, but I would eat. I would, eat, I would eat them. It would be a lot. Yeah, and, and what kind of Cheetos are we talking here? Are we, tra- are we talking cheese puffs or the or the flame and hot type? That matters. I don't know. Yeah. Right back in. Right back in. We'll have to keep this going. All right, and then our last question here, to the surprise of everybody, is from number one Turner and Hooch fan. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, if a train is traveling, if a train is traveling at 65 miles per hour and it takes one hour and 39 minutes to completely watch Turner and Hooch, <laughs> how, many, how many times can I watch Turner and Hooch on a, tra- on a train from Boston to Dallas? Oh, shit. This is a trick question because he did not mention or they did not mention how many screens are available. First of all, I would have brought at least four screens to watch four (laughs) copies of Turner and Hooch. (laughs) That's true. Um, That's a very good point, Sabrina. Um, It it almost kind of reminds me of the, if you have a ton of feathers and a ton of bricks, which one weighs more, you know, like that whole thing. Yeah. It's very, it's like a trick question. Um, And then uh, number one, Turner and Hooch fan goes on to say, yeah, I got a question, guys. Is it a bad time to inflate my ass with helium? Yes. Very yes. Much so. When any time, whatever the time, it's always a bad time to inflate it's your ass. Good time it's, not, it's not going to make it bigger, mate. I, I, <laughs> you, you're not going to get that Nicki Minaj butt. I'm sorry. God, Jesus Christ. You're, you're not going to whop all over the place. Get get real. Chris, you know what? I kind of miss number one 50 cent blood in the sand. I, I do too. Where, I, don't know what ha- I don't know what happened to that. I don't know what happened yeah, to that. Turner H probably killed him. Yeah. Why Sabrina. hasn't there been a Turner and Hooch game? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, awesome. fan. I think yeah. Rockstar should make it. I would oh play it. my god, that would be amazing. Can um, you imagine a Telltale Turner and Hooch fan? I want to oh play god. as Hooch. I want to play as Hooch. The slobber. <laughs> the like, strings of slobber off the dog would be the best weapon ever. Oh, so Disney owns Turner and Hooch now, and so maybe Turner and Hooch could end up in Kingdom Hearts. Oh my god. Oh Hooch my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. You just blew my mind, Josh. Um, <laughs> all right. They're That's... remaking it as well with Josh they Peck. Are. They are making it crazy. I thought that was a joke. No, it's not. It's, it's real. not a joke. Why are they remaking it? All right, anyway. <laughs> We're still hey, actually, talking about it. Yeah, we are still talking. All right, let's move on. We, That's it. We got to we gotta wrap it up. All the right. most marketing that film will ever get. From our podcast. All right. Um, that's it for uh, the listener questions. Let's take a little break and we'll close the show with what we've been playing. We'll be right back. Number one Kingdom Hearts fan sucks. Yeah, he does. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, so let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, yeah, so we did get uh, obviously we got hitman so we've been playing that and then uh we'll talk about cyber shadow as well um but i do want to let's let's go through the resident evil 
uh, village demo first. Um, looks like I played that and anybody else? Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina. Okay. So Sabrina, let's talk about the demo. It's very short. It's very uh, short. Very. I mean, but, what, what would you say? But also very tall. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What would you say? Like maybe 10 to 15 minutes? Yeah, right? that's about right. Um, if I hadn't been so scared at the very beginning <laughs> of it, I probably would have gotten through it quicker. Yeah. So it opens very scary and it, and the, like, I would say probably like, I don't know, 50% of it or something in that like mansion or whatever. I don't know what it is exactly that building. It's not as scary there, but then it ends very scary. Yeah. Um, It's like Um, a chateau, I guess, like a wine chateau. Oh, okay. Okay. It's very fancy. There's a great chandelier. Oh yeah, um, and the lighting is so beautiful, and there's reflective uh, surfaces that you can't see your reflection in because some people online think that you might be a vampire, but I guess they probably just didn't want to put like a character model in there yet. Oh wow, I I kind of wish I hope you are a vampire. That would be cool. Like like in terms of why you can't see yourself in the mirror, that would be cool. I think. Yeah, if it's a vampire and. If the story is anything like it seems to be, that you might be like related to Ethan or something, then right. maybe I don't know. Yeah, because in the demo you don't play as Ethan Winters; you play as a character known as Maiden, um, yeah. who I I don't really know a whole lot about. I don't know if there's any like backstory on her that we know about uh, at this time. But yeah, um, pretty short. There's a couple like little minor puzzles in there where you gotta you know find the item to unlock the door, and I love you know that Resident Evil. Uh, ism i guess you can call it where you you know look at the item and you have to turn it so you can you know pull it out of the thing whatever yeah, it is so cool. you can use it yeah i like doing that um i don't i don't want to spoil it so we won't actually i don't i don't think we should say what happens at the end but the end is kind of cool and it's like <laughs> the end of the every single person put on twitter already <laughs> that ending? well yeah that ending i don't want to spoil it though because some people haven't played it yeah. yet um, i haven't but, seen it actually so yeah, yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah just uh, it's on PS5. It's very quick, very beautiful, very atmospheric, uh, very Resident Evil, and yeah, I'm totally sold on this. I'm so excited, uh, and it was very spooky at the beginning. One place that it came up short for me, and it's just because it's on PS5 exclusively, as it has almost no motion uh, dual sense implementation. So, like, mm. I, I imagine that the final product will have something. To like make it feel like you're interacting with things and whatnot, but this is very much. I think they call it just a visual representation. Yeah, and it, it literally the the like the sensations and stuff are absent from the the demo. Right. Yeah. So like any sort of like haptic feedback or adaptive trigger use is not present at all. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine if like a hand jutting out of a wine cask or something like grabbed you <laughs> and like you felt it in your hand, but through the haptic right. feedback. Yeah, or like when you use the the bolt cutters, right? Like feeling that, like that would feel awesome. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, they have to. Like there, there's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of implementation there. But yeah, uh, it's really great. I'm totally sold on this, um, and it's free. And then if you don't have a PS5, just wait for the uh, the demo that's coming out in the spring. You guys can look forward to that. Um, cool. So uh, Sabrina, I guess uh, why don't you why don't you uh, continue here? Uh, you've been playing Hitman 3 in PSVR. Tell us about that. So I decided to play exclusively in PSVR. Because That's I, awesome. I, I, love the, I love the immersion of PSVR. 
And yeah. it's never really bothered me that the graphics have more pop in or that they're a little bit more cloudy. Um, mm-hmm. And my God, it's beautiful. It is just gorgeous. I know the real game, I mean, the the, the game outside of VR is also just a stunning looking. Right. But inside VR is just, this is like one of the most beautiful experiences I've had because I haven't played Half-Life Alex. I don't have, uh, yeah. I don't have that, um, the other VR helmets or, or headsets. So I can only judge it based on PSVR, but among PSVR games, it's like Resident Evil 7 and this. Right. Two of the most beautiful games and this one like it it's it's a little bit disconcerting because just like resident evil 7 you can't use uh like move controllers to have independent movement of your left and right hands so uh, it feels like you're like kind of chained together with these invisible handcuffs <laughs> which is not ideal for immersion especially right. when you're trying to pick up something on the ground and like you put both hands out like yeah. Yeah. So like there are little things like that, that I still think need to be worked out with VR in general. Like the other thing is like how your, your forearms are never present or whatever. Like you're, it's just like the floating hands um, yeah. or a lot of times that, that's the case. Um, and it's just like a, it's just like a technology thing. It's a, it's a kink that I think VR needs to just, you know, adapt to. Um, it also makes the action a little bit silly in VR when you don't have like it doesn't feel like I'm punching because I'm holding the dual shock and I'm pushing forward with both hands. Yeah. Like I suppose I could put it in one hand and then like throw it forward or like toss it. (laughs) But it feels so unnatural in that way. Um, Hmm. And the, the reaction, like it's, it's, there's like no, there's no feedback on it. So it feels really, really weird. Like I remember I got in trouble with a guard and I had like, I had some kind of like bludgeon but it wasn't one of the lethal ones. And he was trying to shoot me and I just kept slapping him across the face like <laughs> the, the Three Stooges bit. And he just wouldn't go down. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, and so you're playing this exclusively in PSVR. Now, for me, when I play in, in VR, it's very exhausting. Like, I, I, can't, get, I can't play too long. Uh, and so uh, how far have you gotten in Hitman 3. Have you finished it in PSVR? No, I only started uh, two days ago because I had trouble. I was supposed to get Hitman delivered to me, but for whatever reason, it got del- it, it sold out and they sold it to me anyway. And then they said they were going to ship it by March. So I was like, no, I'll cancel it. And I just bought it digitally. So okay. I've only had two days with it, but I did manage to get halfway through the, um, the London um, episode oh, the, where it's a murder bar- mystery. Dartmoor. Oh, okay. Dartmoor. So let's talk. Let's talk about that because that is, I think, the standout level of the game. And and Chris, you can join in on this as well. Now that we're talking about the game, outside. I've only finished Dubai so far. Oh, you haven't played that part. Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't spoil it then. Ugh. Well, okay. Well, Dubai so is really good too, and especially in VR where you've got that sense of height. Like, oh my god, that's right. You're looking at these giant like install art installations and this giant oh, like, beautiful palace ceiling. Mm-hmm. So cool. yeah, and that building. Or, there's a couple different buildings that you can see as well. It, it's like unreasonably tall. Like I feel <laughs> like well, yeah, you're I can't, in the clouds. Yeah, like I can't imagine like doing that in VR. I don't know. I feel like I would get that feeling in my stomach, like oh. looking down. Yeah, well, it starts you off right at the edge of like a a drop off into nothingness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly where I, I said. I feel like Big Ben is probably like really big in VR. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so Chris, uh, uh, what did you think on the first level? Because that's all you've played so far. Uh, yeah, I was surprised by what I played. I've always been kind of like disconnected from Hitman whenever I try to play it because it seems too complicated. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, it really clicked with me. Like it was like it was it was giving me more direction as to where to go what to do how to play the game you know and i think i followed the tutorial a bit easier than last time i tried to um so yeah i really enjoyed my experience with dubai i love how it scales like you're you're in this like common room and then you could see all these kind of like (laughs) <laughs> levels i guess yeah. and like shortcuts and it's way more detailed than i thought it would be um i also want to mention how beautiful dubai is that oh that, that level um just the ray tracing and how you can see like reflections in the water and stuff and how just like how it ripples under your feet like yeah. it's just incredible it's absolutely nuts what they were able to do on the ps5 this is one of the most beautiful looking games i've seen um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris, how did you take out the target in Dubai? Do you remember? Um, so what I did, I, I couldn't figure out the mission itself, like the hacking mission. Um, I wasn't able to like un- understand what it was trying to get me to do. So what I just did was I, I went up to the target, hid for a while while it was like <laughs> while it was in like the mid walking animation. I just popped him uh, <laughs> with like a silenced pistol and then just walked away. They didn't cool. even come after me, like. I was able to stay pretty stealthy. And then, uh, yeah, the second guy, I was able to disguise myself as this uh, bodyguard. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and I, I just took on that role. And then he just immediately trusted me and I uh, pushed him off the ledge. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or just like, uh, and then the second time, I, I ironically took him out with an axe because he was mentioning how like axes were his father's kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah just taking you taking you out of your own axe mate cool um i took out the the main target uh with poison i poisoned his drink um oh. yeah uh and that i think that killed him that actually i might be wrong about that i can't remember if poison actually kills him because there's this other mission i did where i poisoned this guy and he was puking like uncontrollably but he never actually died Right. Now now I'm second guessing myself because I played so much of that in such a short time. I, I'm I could be wrong on that. Anyway, you can poison people, so that's really It could probably lead you to uh, uh, a good way just to take him out by the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Um cool. So, um so Sabrina, uh, anything else on the, the London mission you wanted to mention? Oh no, it, I if we go back to Dubai for a sec, if you want to know how I killed them. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I had the I posed as the the guy that was that was that was uh, hired as like um as kind of a oh. man himself. Oh, that's right. And yeah, there was I like up a- there, and I met the Chinese lady, and I she told me to go down and take care of this journalist. So I lured him behind the art installation, <laughs> and I popped him, and nice. then I went back upstairs. And at first, I had this moment where he the the rich guy is leaning over this like pointy tower, and you could just slam his head into it. But then you have every single person on you. So I was like, well, right. I can't do that. Even though I did mm. it, and then I died, and then I just went back to my save. But yeah. then I, he went out to the ledge, and then I just, like, pushed him over. 
Yeah. What I love about this game is that it's just so unique. Like, it, it, there's no like sandbox stealth game that gives you so many options, you know? Right. Um, and I, I just love how open it is, how many choices you can make. And then later, there's so much replayability just because you can go back to the same mission again and do other things and other challenges. So, that, like, like you said, Joseph, last week, this can be like an eight hour experience for you if you just want to run through it. Or it could be like hundreds of hours just because of how many challenges this game has. Yeah, and if you do like, because like you can import all of the the data from the previous two games into this, mm-hmm. or like or most of it, like ninety nine percent of it, um, then you've got like all three of the games and all the content. For I each. do want to say this though, um, you have to have the gold edition of Hitman yeah. One um, and Hitman Two. I tried to use my Hitman One game from PlayStation Plus, I think. And it didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Country. So yeah, you need to have that gold edition to do that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just to be transparent, we did get a code for Hitman. Yes, um, we did. From uh, IO. So thank you for that. Um, cool. Um, Sabrina, I'll toss it back over to you. Josh, I promise we'll, 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 come, ba- we'll come back to you as well. I do want to hear your thoughts on Resident Evil. Um, Sabrina, you finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Holy shit, that's a huge game. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> how too, did you, too big. How did you like it? <laughs> Well, you know what? It actually turned out to be one of my favorite Assassin's Creeds, and I have played all of them except for the first one, which I watched someone play. Um, the reason I liked it so much is because they they made every single place that you go for like those those pieces of armor or whatever. They made it meaningful in a way because there's mm. little puzzles to solve that are that are not like jump here and pull this lever and that kind of thing. They're more like if you stand at this angle, you can kind of see into the room and you can shoot this thing that's blocking the thing that you're, you're trying to move from the other side, like a big um, heavy bookcase that you can push from the other side, but you can't push it because there's something inside of the building that's blocking it. So you have to find ah. that blocking it first. So there's multiple layers to how it hides and it keeps you away from those things. Like I didn't even think I would like it very much because it, it's Vikings are very like broy and American football to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I played lacrosse in high school and I was mostly known for getting like impaled and having my helmet broken. That was my legacy there. So like, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but there is a really good story about sort of like going in and raiding these places and and taking over England by pledging territories, which is like how it artificially breaks up the story without with you can still go wherever you want from the very beginning of the game. There's no bullshit like the the enemies are super strong here and they're going to shoot you with right. until you're like dead. Um arbitrary uh, there, there are there are levels though uh there power levels. levels and they do it does keep you from engaging in all of the things in that area because you won't be able to like overcome the enemies and stuff mm-hmm. but you can go there you can see the places and you don't really need to and you don't want to though because you're pledging to certain territories and you're pledging based on their levels in a lot of cases so the way huh. that they the way that they put that behind a gate is is useful because then you feel like okay I'll do all the side quests in this area or most of them and I'll collect a bunch of stuff in this area. So it's not like at the end of the game you get there and you're like 
oh my God, there's so much content left. I mean, there is so much content left for me, but luckily I did most of it while I was going through the main story. And you did mention that um, you think it's too big. Uh, oh, yeah. how, how too big is it? <laughs> um, it's too big. <laughs> it, it, it's the thing, Joseph. There's four regions in this game. Okay. <laughs> to explore. Oh, uh, wow. and like, it, I, I remember Wesley posting this on Twitter, but like you can see you're perched on this synchronization point. And you can see all these markers on 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 the on your screen. Oh. Like hundreds. Yeah, I do remember that picture he posted. <laughs> yeah, oh. and he, as a guide writer, I feel so bad for him because there's probably so much. Yeah, he I think right for that because he did the he did the guide for IGN. Let's go back yeah. to the Syndicate and Black Flag though, where there was literally a goddamn treasure chest on every twenty yeah. feet. It was so uh. dumb. And it yeah. really devalued like looking for treasure or going on a treasure hunt because you were just walking in front of it all the time. At least with this one, the meaningful treasures are, like I said, they're behind puzzles, they're behind uh, like environmental things, and they're behind story uh, things. So I I was so surprised by Valhalla because despite how big it is, it's not shallow. There's yeah. there's so much detail and like it's not just story detail or puzzles or it is like environmental detail that has thought behind it um it's not just like copy and paste is there's, there's so much variety within the landscapes that just make like i'm gonna be writing about this for the gamer but it, i'm feeling homesick just because of how detailed the game is wow holy shit um interesting well uh i do i do want to get back to that game i just think i'm it's kind of like wrong place wrong time for me right now uh it's just it's too big i got other things to play i received review code of this from ubisoft just want to mention that as well because i commented on it yeah um okay uh sabrina one more game and then we'll toss this to josh okay um did did you on your list on your list i mean (laughs) oh gotcha gotcha uh, on my list, so I'm also playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which I don't know if you played the multiplayer, but I did. Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. Good. Um, the only game that united my friends from high school was uh, Red Dead Redemption's multiplayer, which we played. Uh, it was only six stages. They cycled endlessly. There was no depth to it, but we played those six stages like hundreds of times plus the uh, the zombie mode where like right. you're just killing guys who in waves the wave thing yeah undead nightmare and legends has brought us back together again that's awesome <laughs> to the point it's cool. where, you know we're all we all have families we all have like responsibilities and we're all like i'm going to put aside my families and my responsibilities today <laughs> it's cool you're like on uh you're like defending these points and uh they come in waves and then there's like a a gear system with like different uh rarities and stuff it's really it's surprisingly deep i think for like a multiplayer mode that's added on after the fact yeah and the story mode which is eight acts with three chapters per act is pretty robust and when you go to the gold difficulty which is uh, the hardest before you start doing raids, uh, maybe nightmare. I don't know. But when you go to the the hardest difficulty, 
it it remixes them a little bit like it'll suddenly change like uh the orientation of an enemy so you have to charge your sword with like moon power uh, in order to kill the moon guy uh, okay and there's like there's characters that are linked by like a red line and they have to be killed simultaneously otherwise oh, they revive at full health that's so, really cool I didn't, I didn't get to do any of that yeah there's a lot of depth as it goes along too there's uh you have to fight ghosts and there's like these things that you can shoot that like make the ghosts the spirits appear wow huh otherwise and- they're visible and you mentioned raids. Have you done a raid yet? No, because we're still under leveled. It is hard to get to the highest level. Oh um, uh, yeah, huh? Because I'm it's... playing like with those three other people, right? And which which class uh, are you playing as? I'm an archer. Okay, I yeah. forget. I forget what the other ones are. Uh... Uh, there's a Ronin who does health stuff. That's what. That's my. That's the one I pick. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the samurai and the. And the archer, that's the four. Cool. Yeah, cool little game. Something that I feel like we, uh, like, I didn't expect that, right? And then it came out and it was really good. And it's free if you own the the base version of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's what's so shocking is that Ghost of Tsushima was already like an A-plus product and then they just stick this on for free. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. Um, All right, Josh. (laughs) Sorry. Josh, talk to us about some Resident Evil. Um, So... I uh, finished Revelations like a couple weeks ago and uh, never got around to playing two. Like I almost finished the first game. We played a lot of it, at least in the 3DS. So that was a little familiar for me, but I never I never played two. And uh, so I grabbed that in the Switch. Um, cause that's where I've been played the other one. And um, it's it's really good. Like the influence from the evil within is like very clearly there, which I think is mm. fun. because It's like Shinji Mikami saving Resident Evil again. But right. um, I don't know. It's good. I really like it. I uh, didn't. I don't seem to hear. I don't hear people talk about it that much, and I'm kind of surprised as I'm playing it because I'm like, this is really good. Like, I really like this. It's um, weird. I, I think it when it came out, it was like episodic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like people, I, I feel like people didn't like that, and they just, I don't know. I, maybe it didn't sell well. I, I don't, don't get it either because it doesn't feel episodic in any of the negative ways that people usually attribute to episodic games it's episodic like alan wake's episodic you know like oh yeah like oh episode's over okay the next episode's here like i know people aren't always a fan of that structure but like i'm saying if you if you buy all the episodes and yeah it still tells you you finish this episode you're going to this episode but i'm saying it it still feels like one game other than those screens so yeah Hmm. Um, I don't know. I like I like the dual narrative, and I like how they are kind of staggered out and line up. I don't want to spoil anything, but like the narratives kind of affect each other, and but like they're not the same character. I don't know. It just it works really well. It reminds me of Resident Evil 2's, you know, kind of. Um, oh yeah. Two narratives, not 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 the same thing, but I'm saying is as far as like how well it works, like it, it works really right. well. Um, it's really cool when I'm in an area with um you know, uh, one character and I'm like, oh shit, I know why this looks like this. Or I remember what happened. You know, I just did this with this character or vice. I don't know. It's just, it's good. Um, it's on sale right now. It should be on sale when this episode goes up too. Cause the sales like two weeks, it's like eight bucks right now on the switch. Like I yeah. cannot recommend it enough. Like it's $8 for the entire game. And it's the switch port is a little rough. Like there's a lot of pop in and, and stuff like that. But like, I, I mean, just one thing to keep in mind, this game came out in 360 and PS3 as well. So I don't think it's so much that like 
the Switch version's like bad. I think it's just you know it's, it's, an it's older game. yeah it's yeah. an older game, but like it still works fine. Um, I could have got it in like Xbox or something, but I really like um playing stuff on Switch when I can, even though I'm yeah. don't leave the house. It's just fun. I like playing on my Switch. Um, so yeah, playing play- that. I'm pretty sorry. What? Did you play it two player or only single player? I've just been playing it one player. Um, it looks like it would work really, really well for two player though. Like it, it, it if you'd be willing to play that two player, I'd be, I'd be down. We'd have to use the Nintendo Switch online servers. <laughs> oh, let's see what happens. And that could be just as scary as the game. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't God. be opposed to it. Josh, um, I, wanna, I do want to mention to people though too, like if you don't have someone to play co-op with, it, the AI is it, it's good. It works really well. I'm not having Resident Evil Five flashbacks, which oh, you man. Know, I was worried about at first. <laughs> Resident Evil Five? Oh man, the AI in that game is bullshit. It's terrible. Oh yeah, Sheva, okay. I need ammo, and she's like, "I'm coming," and she's like dying. She's not <laughs> helping. Yeah, that um, game is a really good co-op game, but it's not good on its own. Sorry, what, Joseph? No, I was just gonna say, um, is the, do you think the co-op in Resident Evil Five is better than in Six, or have you? Do you have any? I don't like Resident Evil Five. <laughs> like I liked it when it came out, but the, like the the it, it's like Capcom is like, oh, people want to play Gears of War, but they didn't put Gears of War gameplay right. in it. So you've yeah. got Resident Evil One through Four's movement in a Gears of War game, and that doesn't work. Yeah, um, really weird. that game well, is fine, I guess, but it's got a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why five gets so much love and six gets so much hate. I need someone to play it with uh, on stream. So if you're interested in doing that, please let me know because I I want to give that game a chance. I only have uh, the, the 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 sex box and the Switch right now, though. I don't have my PlayStation. Ah, uh, Josh, you got to get a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then talk to us about Resident Evil 6, because that's kind of the one I'm curious most about. Yeah, so I, I just finished Leon's campaign um, the other day. I started with that one because, like, A, like, I love Leon. Uh, right. B, Laura Bailey uh, voices uh, Helena, and she's the character that is with Leon. Uh, so that was mm. cool. Laura Bailey's awesome. Um, so I started there, and uh, I think the marketing, I th- uh, what Sabrina was saying earlier when they, when people like mentioned like the, the marketing kind of mentioned like it was kind of returned to, you know, Resident Evil 2 and 4's kind of roots. I think that probably really hurt the game a lot because it doesn't really. No, yeah. It doesn't do that at all. But like it was still fun. I still liked it. Um, I don't know. This is a really interesting game because I don't fault anybody for not liking this game. I just I, I stick very strongly by my Dune three comparison. We're like this is not a good standard Resident Evil game, but it's 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 not a bad game. Like it's it's fun, it's competent, it works. They fixed the uh, you know before when I mentioned that five has like you know classic Resident Evil feel put into a different kind of formula, like with like almost like a Gears of War. Like it really feels like that game was influenced by Gears of War a lot. Um, yeah. Six doesn't have that problem. Like six, they 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 change the way the movement and the combat and all that like works. So like I totally get if someone doesn't like it, but like the game, uh, like like it or not, like it it, it does what it sets out to do well. So um, does it still maintain that horror vibe, or is it just an action game? It it, it it's an action game. It it's like yeah. God. It reminds me of like like. 
Dead Space and Lost Planet a lot, except for like I'm not really a huge fan of Lost Planet, but like what it was trying to do, it, it's definitely more of an action game, but it's like you're going through action and action gameplay in in like Resident Evil situations. So like right. the, 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 the Resident Evil atmosphere gameplay wise is not there, but the Resident Evil atmosphere is there in terms of like story but, and setting. Like but What's the remake? That? This is like RE3, the remake. I that yet, no. but I'm going to be play, playing it soon. I grabbed no, it for the sale. The, the, the thing missing with with a lot of those like shooter Resident Evil games that, that feel more like shooters um, is a, a lot of it is like they're missing the puzzle element. I think the puzzle element is really right. And and even like that like Metroidvania element, which you don't really hear people talk about a lot um, in, in Resident Evil 2 remake, that game is like a, pretty much a Metroidvania. And I think mm-hmm. that's, one of the reasons why it works so well in six that's not there in five that's not there Six's um, puzzles are hey we got to figure out how to get over there and then one of us has to stay over here <laughs> so then we can unlock this area you know yeah. it's it's a lot of like okay we have to get to that switch i i think joseph i think you're right like yeah the puzzles are missing six the only tension it has is like um wow there's a lot happening at once or wow this is really difficult there's no right. tension outside of that. So like it, it's still fun. Um, but I I don't think this is like the four out of ten game that it got labeled as back in the day. Um, yeah. I, gosh, I, think I think after sevens come out and after like revelations and stuff has come out, I think this game works a lot, you know, better. Right. Yeah, and Josh, I think you bring up a good point about how five is like really not that great. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like it like I don't want to go out and say that six is better than five, but I really feel like Five gets a lot of love and six gets way too much hate. I think six is more fun to play. And I don't think yeah. five is, mm. I don't know. Like five just doesn't work. Five feels like a weird, like experiment. And it feels like it, it tried to do, you know, too many things, too many different things. I don't right. know. And, and I, I loved that game back in the day. Like I, I, I pre-ordered that game. I, you know, I played it with my brother, but it just, it's got, Oh, we could do a whole episode about all the things wrong with Resident Evil five. Um, yeah, uh, but six it's like it's it's not what people wanted it's not what people are expecting and then capcom was like this is the future of the series and i think that's why it got the reception it did but like judged on its own merits it's it's i'm having a lot of fun with it you know it's 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 fine it's um it's also i don't know it's i think it's working well too that i'm playing like a more traditional leaning resident evil at the same time because i'm playing revelations two and six at the same time yeah, but um, I still think it's fun. I don't know. I think if if you didn't like it at the time or you didn't try it at the time because of <clears> reception, <throat> I think people should maybe give it a shot and at least consider playing it in co-op. The AI works good, but I mean, if you want to go through some like Resident Evil situations with a friend, you know, yeah. it'd be fun. And it's it's like 20 bucks full price and it goes on sale all the time. Um, right. So all right. I think they got um, performance complaints um, back in the day too. Maybe that's part of it too. Like you know, now playing it on like the newer systems and it you know plays a lot better. Um, interesting. Yeah, that's it's a it's a game that I think is worth revisiting. Um, Chris, <laughs> all right, let me do my best here. Atelier Riza <laughs> Two. What's going on? Yeah, with this I shortened game? the game title just to, just to help you. Outlook. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Tell us about <laughs> it. it looks like you're not loving it too much on PC. Uh, yeah, so I, I think the overall game is pretty fun so far. I'm about a few hours in. 
um, I do want to finish it and review it later on. So uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, PC is very strange so far. Like I'm playing a pre-release build, so this might change. And I've asked the publisher about this as well, but they haven't got back to me. So um, I want to say this. uh, It has no graphic settings in the game. So what happened was it started at 720p in windowed mode in the in the piece uh, on, on my computer and i i couldn't figure out for the life of me how to get make it full screen i tried alt uh enter didn't work uh so i had to look it up on google and how to fix it right a few days afterwards because i'm like dude i, I don't want to play this in a windows screen it takes me out <laughs> of experience, you know so yeah i what i had to do is i had to go into the a dot ni and INI files, the se- the settings, and it's like a WordPad kind of thing. Oh, and God. it's under documents, uh, like, and Koei Tecmo games. It's, it's, it's kind of complicated. Uh, and then you just go into the settings and you turn full screen on by um, putting in one instead of zero in the dock. Mm. And then I had to change the resolution as well to 1920 by 1080p. So this is exactly the reason why I don't like PC gaming, folks. It's just a pain in the ass, and I'd just rather play a game on the PS5, right? Right. Um, What's the game? Tell us about the game, though. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, went to the technical (laughs) details first. Uh, But Atelier Riser 2 is uh, RPG uh, that focuses on alchemy. And you're playing as this girl who's going going to this huge town. She's like a village girl. Um, and yes, she's exploring it for the first time. Uh, but she comes across an ancient kind of uh, secret about alchemy as she's like struggling to find new ways of creating new items and synthesizing stuff, right? She's kind of go, gone in a bit of a slump. So now she's exploring these different um, ruins and different um, settings to figure out exactly like what the secrets of alchemy are. Uh, but yeah, um, that's just like, a general kind of thing. Uh, but so far, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the story. Uh, like the, 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 the writing's much better in the first game, in my opinion. Um, that I've actually laughed a few times, surprisingly. It's actually decent. Um, and there's no English voice acting, sadly, but the Japanese VO is decent. You know, um, hmm. she does get annoying every once in a while. She, you know, it's that high pitched kind of like girly voice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, I'm getting used to it. Um, and with the gameplay itself, I, I'm actually enjoying it. It's the gameplay is kind of like Final Fantasy 13 where it's like an active time kind of element and Uh, everyone's doing their moves at um, in real time. And if you use the right moves together, like uh, that allows for like a cool combo. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the, the characters help you as well because they tell you exactly what they want. You know, it's like, Oh, uh, please give me a magic attack or please give me a physical attack, you know? Um, So use like a physical skill and they, they combo that together. And it looks pretty flashy. It's it's pretty good. Um, uh, Chris, do you think I would like this game? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's very niche. You know, it's yeah. a very niche series. Um, yeah. You have to be into anime type games. You know, like it's not going to. It's not like a Final Fantasy VII where it appeals to like a general audience. You know, and mm. to be honest, it's a breath of fresh air. 
for me anyway because like there's all these like super serious kind of like jrpg stories but this is like more light-hearted kind of fun you know it's mm. the, a bright beautiful world um and the city itself looks stunning and there are some like really nice lighting effects as well that i noticed that really make it pop so you can tell like this is like a step up for the italia series um and yeah i love the little cute kind of creature designs as well it's very um charming i guess this game and uh yeah that's what it's going for uh so yeah there are a few, a few pc issues like not being able to boot out the game for example unless you're in steam big big picture mode but um other than that i'm i am really enjoying the game and the, the synthesizing the synthesizing mechanics and um is very is very unique and i think i'm gonna keep playing it you know Cool. Yeah, maybe you'll talk more about it next week. Oh, uh, yeah, and we received a review code from Kobe Tecmo. I don't know if we said that before, but thank you so much. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, Cyber Shadow, and then we'll we'll yeah. end the show here. So, yeah, we've been playing Cyber Shadow. That that was the secret game we were playing. We weren't allowed to talk to talk about yeah. it on the last episode. And by the time this episode goes live, we will be able to to publish stuff about it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is sort of – this is made by – it's published by Yacht Club. It's made I by – yeah, we did get a code for that. Um, Cyber, I forget the name of the the developer here. Uh, Mechanical Head Studios. And yes. so it's a 2D side-scrolling action platformer with boss battles and all that. Definitely feels like a you know throwback to those NES games. Very beautiful art style. Very uh, catchy, catchy music, all that. Really cool, like... Um, like uh, ability system i guess where you get you know and when you go to new areas you get new abilities that sort of thing um i'm almost finished with it i think i'm like seriously like an hour away from from beating it um what 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 are you thinking on on cyber shadow because we were talking earlier and you sounded like you were really hot on it uh yeah I'm, talking- I'm i was digging it a lot you know uh the platforming is challenging but not too challenging uh the graphical style is amazing like you can see like mechanics like in the background uh in that like 8-bit style and like seeing right. that in motion looks that's amazing it's like it's something you can't really do on the nes oh you know? yeah but you totally this it looks like an nes game but you act this but, game would not run on an nes no it would not no and there's like advanced kind of like uh cut scenes as well where it looks like <laughs> what it, it we looks, remember nes games looking like without any of the yeah. limitations exactly it's just like uh yacht club games is shovel knight it takes that initial gameplay from the like the nes days and revitalizes it for a modern generation and it's mm-hmm. it's it's, it's pretty flawless game like i i don't have many criticisms about it um i would say though that's the i'm stuck at a boss and i can't yeah. get further into it <laughs> so yeah, i do want, i do want to talk on that before i mention that though um sabrina did you get to play this at pax last year i don't think i played uh, this one actually there was a demo for it i or was it there was yacht club was there i don't know um, they definitely were. I don't think I yeah. took that appointment though, and I don't think okay. I stopped by afterwards. So, well, yeah. So this was I. I got to play this at, at PAX, and I was pretty pumped about it. Um, okay. I I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with this game, <laughs> and okay. And I yeah. So I put I don't know probably eight or ten hours into it. So I'm like pretty much done with it. The one thing that really gets on my nerves with this game, and it's something that like I don't I. 
I, I see this often in a lot of um, games that look like this, you know, that try to mimic that NES style, is that, like, they... It has to do with the controls, right? So, like, they'll, uh, they'll be this, like, button combination that's, like, right, right, to, to sprint, because that's what you would do on an NES, I guess, right? If you were going to sprint, because there weren't that many buttons on the controller. But we have a controller that you could totally just map it to a different button and then just press R1 to run, or, or press one button to do the, the the action instead of like three buttons. Like at the end of the game, there's this, um, it's it's sort of like a teleportation move. And there are three button inputs you have to to put in to, to execute that. You have to do the, the double, uh, you, you press right on the D-pad twice or, or, you know, whatever direction, twice to run. And then you do an attack and that will like teleport you. And so in the heat of battle, trying to like execute these moves it just like it doesn't work a lot of times. It's really like um, touchy with with you know. It's oh almost like a yeah. It's like a fighting game almost where you have to put in this button combination to do the move. Oh no! I like, know. Oh, and I don't. I don't know. And I've seen this before in these like eight bit style games where like it, it it's it's like a weird thing where they're they're trying to mimic what the control scheme was back then. I don't get that. Like we have enough buttons on the controller to to just make just run with one button that's all i'm saying does that make sense is that a weird complaint yeah, I don't... yeah totally like most platformers that are successful they are basic you know that like you can understand like mario he jumps right. like with, an a, with the a button and then you can press another button to sprint or something uh, yeah but and like, like if you yeah if you complicate it too much it kind of harms the the gameplay right um and, and at yeah. the end, it gets so hectic, right? And so, um, like, you're trying to, like, get... To, you're trying to do what the game wants you to do in terms of the button inputs, and it's just, like... I would say, like, half the time, it doesn't work. Um, and I don't know if that's me just sucking at video games. It very well could be. But, like, dude, like, it's just... I, sh- I shouldn't have to press three buttons to do the teleportation move. I don't know. And, yeah. and that happens, like, all the time. And, and so like you unlock all these power-ups and stuff or, or not power-ups, but different abilities. And all of them have these like inputs you have to put in instead of just mapping it to one button, like for the, for the shuriken, is that how you say it? Shuriken, the, the throwing star, yeah. you, you have to jump and then you have to press over and the attack button. Oh, and, God. and so like even that one extra button input there is like, enough to to like mess you up sometimes so when you mix that into like wall jumping which don't even get me started on the wall jumping the wall jumping is an absolute nightmare in this game it's a nightmare because imagine wall jumping 2d wall jumping where you're jumping left to right and you're going up right well when you're when you're like um stuck to the wall you like slide down but if you press right to like jump over you just fall and you have to do it you have to do it exactly right to, to get it to work. I don't know. I, I just have a really big problem with the controls, and that's my, that's, that's my complaint. I, I do want to mention as well for context, I've played about an hour, or an hour and a half of this, mm. and Joseph has played much more, so uh, um, I'll probably face those issues later on. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, that I like the upgrades to your health and magic um, right. through uh, puzzles that are in the game, so like platforming kind of segments where like it gives you like situations so you gotta figure them out. That's, yeah. that's great. It's cool. I I, I do want to do a separate episode just for that game. So yeah. um, we can review. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe get through it. But yeah, anyway, it's cool. It's 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 uh, it present. It's it has a um, 
like a pleasing presentation. Like it looks nice. It sounds great. The the soundtrack is fantastic. But oh just that, yeah, the soundtrack that, is fucking amazing. The, I'm looking just at that, pictures of it, and I can hear the soundtrack without even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those games. It's it's like Shovel Knight in terms of like how it really nails that like NES style and all I'm that. Who's composing it right now? It's also launching an Xbox Game Pass. So thank you, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. If so you're you like, like this sounds pretty cool, you could check it out on Game Pass. I'm hoping Enrique Martin made the music, and then the sound producer was Jake Kaufman. So okay, yeah. awesome. So anyway, we'll we'll have more coverage on Cyber Shadow. Um, I just wanted to to voice my complaint there because I was very frustrated while playing it, uh, especially towards the end. Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps us up. A um, little bit of a longer episode there, but just because we had uh, had so much to cover there. Um, Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you weren't totally miserable. <laughs> this is a good time. What are you talking about? <laughs> How else am I supposed to spend a Saturday night during a quarantine? Exactly. exactly. Speaking of good time, that is a good movie. Good that time? Is a good movie. Robert yes. Pattinson. Mm. That brings us to a sponsor, Netflix. <laughs> Go watch that. <laughs> Go get your free trial and watch uh, Good Time Today. No, oh, go and listen to my show, Okashina Podcast, Anime with Friends, O-K-A-S-H-I-N-A Podcast. <laughs> yeah, so if there's anything else you wanted to plug, now is your chance, Sabrina. Where can people find you on the internet? At Stew of Boo, S-T-E-W-O-F-B-O-O. On Twitter. On Twitter. Right? I guess on Twitter, yeah. Yes. Anything else you'd like to plug that you're working on or anything going on? I, so many things are in the air right now. I, okay. I really don't feel like I can, but I do want to tell you people that if they want to check out my own show, it's like we do a show on anime and it's not just like the anime that you're expecting, like the Naruto's and the one pieces. We do stuff on like some of the like more unknown stuff, the peculiar stuff. So if you're like sort of a lapsed anime fan or you just don't know what to watch and you just want like someone to watch it with you, it's a good show for that. I need to and check it out because I have lapsed in anime, but like I love you know everything I've seen. I just it's overwhelming mm. sometimes. Well, I'm, so it is. Stuff. I'm gonna hit you on the head with a coconut and drag you over to our show. So you know, <laughs> um, cool. Uh, thank you, Sabrina. Chris, uh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Penwell Writes on Twitter. Uh, I have written work at The Gamer, Tech Raptor, and Game Grooves. I have a Pokemon Red and Blue article coming up, coming up on Game Grooves, just talking about the music of that game and why it's so special. And uh, also on The Gamer, I'll be talking about uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2 Keyblades um, and how like many Disney references are in those. So yeah, go check those I out. I didn't realize there were more than one Keyblade. That's how, that's there's, how little there's I many, There's many key plays. Okay. Um, Chris, you didn't plug my favorite thing ever. Oh, yes. Also, you can check out Go Beyond the My Hair Academia podcast each <laughs> and every Wednesday. Uh, Vaughn Hyde and I, we uh, go through the nitty gritty details, the excruciating details, you could say on uh, each episode of My Hair Academia. So if you love the show and like to plus ultra go check it out <laughs> i can judge for your show because i've listened to that one and i think you guys do a great job oh thank you thank you hell, hell yeah. yeah hell yeah 
Josh, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? You could find me on Twitter at it's Jerk Jersh. Uh, I write about games at RetroWare and Hell yeah, you do. Hell yeah. That's Thanks. awesome. It's very, very exciting. I'm working on a lot of articles. I just had a bunch of pitches accepted, so I'm working through all those right now. Um, and then I also write at Parallax, and um, that is what I do other than like um, other stuff. Okay. <laughs> and and you, you get haircuts sometimes? So sometimes I get haircuts. Um, I fix networking issues uh, <laughs> at my day job, and I'm even though I seem like uh, uh, <laughs> ridiculous, I I can I can pretend to not be for eight hours a day. I do that. Hell, yeah. I think I think a lot of us do that. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends, Games uh, Games Radar, a bunch of other places. Uh, oh, Your Money Geek as well. I do have a review coming out for Cyber Shadow. I just reviewed Hitman Three for that site as well. You can check it out. Uh, and I'm going to be reviewing a game I can't talk about right now, but we will talk about it on the next episode. Dude, your, uh, like, I write for these places list makes me anxious because you're yeah. in so <laughs> many fucking places. Yeah, you're, you're doing so well. You're doing Thank awesome. you. I'm very tired and Just very anxious. you, like, juggling all these logins, you know, to all these different WordPresses and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. I need to start competing. I, I got I to gotta grow some balls and uh, start pitching. Oh. All right. All right. You said it, not me. Um, all right. <laughs> We want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Sabrina, thank you so much for your time. You were awesome. You're welcome back anytime. Well, thank you, everybody. And we will catch you on episode 105. Bye-bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 